let's dive in. Today I'm going to review the body scan. So this is the intellectual property that has been downloaded and gifted to me from my own internal experience of self-healing as well as releasing and acknowledging and being aware of my emotions. How did I get here? Crazy stories, right? Crazy stories of healing, of surrendering, of release, of honoring that which is in myself that is bigger than the physicalness of my human body and more in tune with the emotional frequencies and the traumas, per se, of those thoughts, thoughts, toxins, and traumas, chemical, physical, and emotional, and that adaptation that we've talked about in several episodes. I think I've highlighted it in every single episode because it is super important to our overall health and well-being. And this is something that I teach every single individual that I work with. And it doesn't matter if it's a kiddo or if it's a grown adult man or if it's a woman experiencing abundant health and well-being. This is a practice that goes in that pie chart that we talked about on, I think, episode two, right? The pie chart of adaptation and wholesomeness that our body requires in order to continue to level up and to continue to heal. And... It's really important for me to share this on a video and audio today because there's so much connection in our mirrored self of who we are and looking at ourselves and honoring our physical vessel for storing and gratitude what is on the inside. And so it's super important to me that this practice be taught at a level of connection and a level of authenticity because it is through viewing and seeing and witnessing ourselves in others and in ourselves in that mirrored aspect that we could truly acknowledge and have respect and honor for what our physical body has gifted us the ability to do in self-healing. So what is the body scan? And it is kind of a generalistic name. It may change down the road, but it's something that's really easily tangible and understood by anybody, right? So when you think of the body scan, we think of scanning our body. And so sure, we could use, you know, a metal detector, all these things to scan our bodies, right? So it makes sense. It makes it more of a realistic approach, but we can add in that internal factor. And so the biggest thing for me is that most people, and even in the world of chiropractic, we focus on brain-body connection, right? The nervous system has a machine called the brain that sends all the information to and from the body and it communicates that way, which is correct. Don't get me wrong. However, we have to bring in that level of spirituality, the level of the pie chart that we talked about that honors and exists that which exists within us that is not tangible, that we could feel, that we could understand, but we cannot put... Um, literal hands on it, right? We know we have emotions. We know we have things flowing through us and energy, um, giving back, living life and healing back to our body and constantly wanting to heal for us. But how do we acknowledge it? So we have to, in my mind, reshape the brain-body connection and talk about mind-body because you have your brain, but then you also have a component of that, which is your mind, which is not tangible. They can't do surgery on your mind. They could do surgery on your brain. And all of them are one continuum of healing energy that needs to exist. So we could separate them when we're talking about them. But in terms of healing, they're all intricately wound together. So for the better of this 
entire podcast episode today on the body scan, I want you to constantly think mind-body, not just brain-body. And I'm saying all of this and speaking from my document that I've created, the PDF um, that I'm going to post and share with you completely free because I this is something I am super passionate about teaching all of the individuals that I walk and meet on this earth with and work with because this is something that I know was downloaded from my, you know, emotional state of healing and well-being and gifted to me through, you know, energetic codes and healing opportunity and I have used it and still continue to use it because it has been so instrumental in my healing of the mind-body component. So the key to self-healing and releasing emotions that are stored within is a daily practice of the body scan. And it can look, and it will look, different for everybody. And every person, every child, every day it could look different even within our own introspective practice. And so this daily practice should be 10 minutes upon waking and then 10 minutes prior to sleep. I say that because we want the body to be in a balanced or as close to balanced nervous system's parasympathetic state as possible. And when you are doing a meditation or coming out of a meditation or doing your morning routine or just waking up from sleep, your body has not hit that stress button of alarm state or needing to do things or just constant go, go, go. So if you are able to get into a state of rest and parasympathetic balance, you could do this whenever that you can put yourself in there. But for what I find is most important is that majority of people cannot do that. And this is something that can start helping them realize and understand and feel Again, right, this isn't tangible. They can actually feel the difference and then they're more apt to want to continue to practice it because their body feels great and they feel great when they go through this. So step one, let's talk about it. Dive in. You have to be in that parasympathetic communication breathing pattern. So what are we going to do? We're going to find a really nice... um, place to sit, our bed when we sit up and we awaken, somewhere that we're comfortable, right? So you could do this sitting, you could do this lying down. Really, you want no interruption, no noise. We haven't even looked at our phone yet, right? We're waking up, we're not looking at our phone, we're not disturbing really that energy bubble that's around us and that parasympathetic state that we're in. So we, upon waking, we either sit up or we roll over. We take a couple of deep breaths. We really get connected. I really, and I'm going to go a lot deeper on this versus just talking about the general steps, 10 steps of the body scan, because I want to give you more insight into how to go more, more deeply into your healing, especially it's not just checking off 10 steps. And that's what I find is most important with individuals is you could complete 10 steps of anything. And What are you really getting out of it? What are you understanding, feeling, integrating, healing, surrendering to when you're just checking a list and you're not being vulnerable with yourself? So tap into that vulnerable state. Be open and willing to receive abundance of information, abundance of healing, getting your thinking cap on in terms of surrender and release and taking the actual thinking brain body cap off, right? And so we're going to center ourselves with some breathing and something I love to do is a parasympathetic communication breathing check-in. And that starts with looking at the energy centers, right? So we call them chakras. We can look at them as energy centers or just means of communication, just like we do the nervous system. So we're going to start on our crown chakra. I'm going to try not to hit the microphone here. You're just going to start here, kind of sink in, like actually feel, right? Somatic experience. I feel my tangible self, right? So we're going to take deep breath in. 
We're going to focus on the expansion and the contraction. So when you're breathing in, your belly should be expanding very nicely, very slow, very steady, very controlled, right? If we feel ratchety or we feel things that aren't, aren't balanced or aren't... Um, aren't easy and aren't flowing like much like a river would flow then we know that there's some muddiness in that energy source so we're going to go through each of those levels so we start at the crown and we move to the third eye then we can move to the throat chakra the heart chakra um, solar plexus all the way down to the sacral chakra the root chakra you go through all of those areas and what i want you to do is really feel right Take inventory of what it feels like to breathe in those centers. Is it difficult? Is it easy? Uh, do you notice that you have anxiety or worry or anything, any other type of feeling or thought that comes up when you are at that area? And I think at least five good deep breaths around each of those centers is ideal. And again, we're not rushing through this, so we're not going to do a body scan if we don't have the ample amount of time to commit to our self-healing and providing love and honor to ourselves because you wouldn't want somebody to rush through your one-on-one -on -one personal active listening experience so your body doesn't want the same for you either. It wants you to take the time and have the energy and the effort and the intuitive tuning in sense to be willing and open to hear what it has to say to you because that's when true healing and the voice within comes out and can help us heal. So once you do those five deep breaths or each of those sections, I want you to go back and think, what was the one that was the most difficult for me? What was the one that was the easiest for me? And I want you to share the energy back and forth. So for example, if the throat was the easiest, but yet my heart chakra was the most difficult, I would then take a deep breath in here and exhale and share with the heart chakra, right? So I'm breathing in. I'm sharing that channel of exchange through breathing, through parasympathetic response. And I want you to do that until it feels good, like you're balancing out, really, that you find ease, okay? So that's going to tap us in, step one, to our parasympathetic communication and breathing connection. Step two, you're going to close your eyes and you're going to have an open heart. So you just cleared everything, essentially. You opened your, your chakras, you opened your mind, close your eyes now because this isn't about feeling, it's not about tangibleness, it's about listening, it's about honoring, it's about feeling sacred, it's about feeling that your body is doing and wanting the absolute best for you. I want you to imagine when you close your eyes that you just have this bubble of white light surrounding you of healing so that anything with that wants to come out of your body and be expressed in that bubble can feel safe and feel heard and feel loved and feel honored and you can have an entire healing sphere around yourself that nobody is going to permeate no one is going to break open no one is going to bust into to ruin that inherent self-developed honor of safety and feeling of safety that we talked about in previous episodes so that you could start to feel that safety at home with your own being and stability with your own vessel. So close your eyes, open your heart, and I want you to step three, declare, absolutely declare what it is of gratitude and honor that you have for your body. And so we're going to say out loud, and this is so important because you created this bubble, right? We're not speaking in our mind. We're not speaking in our brain. We're sharing it with the world. We're bringing the energy to the surface to release it. This is a safe, sacred container for you to be vulnerable with yourself and your physical body and your mind. So you're going to say out loud, thank you, and I love you. 
even if, this is the key, even if you are upset, angry, feel dissociated, do not honor your body, even if all of these things don't add up to you loving and honoring and seeing your physical vessel as something that you appreciate, love, and are grateful for, we must say thank you and I love you to help honor the illusions that we create within ourselves for our own perception of our body and our physical well-being. So what's important here is that I give the example always working with clients. If you and your spouse or a friend or someone you're in relationship with, a close, deep relationship, if you're not speaking to each other, and this is, you know, disclaimer, as women, we want to keep speaking, right? We want to keep, like, poking and saying things in order to keep the conversation going. If you're able to say something, you feel better, right? Or at least you can continue to rationalize those feelings. If it's dead silent and you haven't spoke to your partner, it is not a good energetic bubble. So if you are not speaking to your body and haven't spoken to your body in decades, do you see how powerful thank you and I love you can be? Because if someone said that to you who wasn't speaking to you, it would feel really honoring. And we're looking at our vulnerableness within ourselves and the illusions that we create and the lens that we look through and perceive other people's stuff through our own physical well-being and put it on ourselves and bury it and bury it in our physical vessel and then years and decades later we have the the backlash of all of that which we haven't taken responsibility for or released or surrendered to or honored so Step three is one of the most important parts, right? Because we have to have communication with our body and opening our body up to the vessel of thank you and I love you is such a beautiful way to open a conversation with something you love and adore or at least once you knew you at one time you loved and adored and maybe, you know, we've been hindered by our chemical, physical, and emotional thoughts, traumas, and toxins that we've put into our body and that's okay. We don't have to have a perfect relationship. We don't have to have you know, an ideal relationship with our physical body, but we have to have a starting point, And that is step three. Thank you. And I love you. Always thinking. And I mean, I thank my glass of water, my glass of nutrients, glyconutrients. You know, I walk into my house, I thank my house. When I walk into the office, I thank the office. Like energy lives is bred and multiplied in areas of abundance. And so just providing that energy exchange with your physical body is of that most important is to have communication and you want it to talk back to you so let's say something to open that up step four ask for the emotion or the feeling to arise and so this is where we dive into not the story not the person not the place not the thing but the emotion and when you sit with this practice and you can sit with emotion that goes back to what i talked about on episode four of the balance of pain and pleasure and the balance of you know, safety and stability. And we can't have one without the other. And we absolutely need the other in order to experience both to their maximum full potential. So don't go into this with the story in mind. Allow your body to talk to you and be open because what we define as sense of urgency may be completely 10 decades away from healing in our physical body, right? And I say that because what I experienced personally through this practice in myself is I wanted to heal the mental state of what happened to me during my physical injury. But what came up, and like I talked about in the last episode, was how much unsafe feelings I actually felt in my body and how much lack of stability I actually felt in my physical vessel. And I needed to reconnect back to that. And it wasn't until I reconnected back to those inherent feelings of being safe and honoring myself in my own body 
was I able to then even see through the lens of the potential of healing the physicalness of a postpartum body? And so we don't know what our true healing next step is unless we listen to the body in which we live in because it has so much wealth of knowledge and energy that they, it is forthcoming so much as you ask for it. It wants to be seen, heard, loved, and honored because we have all the tools within us. And that's why this is so important because we are going to be led by our own beingness. And then we can seek out to others to help us facilitate that healing because communal love and communal healing within the collective of women, within the collective of the world and the collective consciousness is important, but we have to start doing it within ourselves. And so when you have, you know, eyes closed, open heart, thank you and I love you, I want you to just ask. I'm asking for the purest emotion that wants to be released right now. I'm asking for the energy that is stuck the energy that feels most limiting to my current illusion, that is most restricted to what I'm experiencing now in this lifetime. And I want that feeling to arise. I want to feel it, right? How big is it of us to ask to feel something that may have hurt us at one point? Because if you know anything about neurology, and the reason why I focus on this is because our nervous system is such a powerful, impactful balanced state of expressing who we are and who we're not and if we're not honoring our nervous system we're not able to express our most highest and authentic and radical self-responsible parts of ourselves and who we are and our mission and our purpose in this world and when you ask to experience an emotion your nervous system will only allow you to experience it for 30 seconds and if it's anything past 30 seconds you are collectively choosing suffrage or choosing to be tortured by that because we have that choice, right? And so the natural body, the natural processes of our nervous system and our brain and that brain-mind-body connection is if you have gone through a trauma, your body will dissociate, your brain will dissociate it from you consciously being aware of it and it'll put it in your body. And so you're not asking for the experience. You're not asking to relive the trauma. What you're asking for is to feel the feeling of what you may have tried to ignore to protect yourself. And so you feel the feeling, and I give this example all the time, so maybe I start to feel a feeling of betrayal, and you start to recognize that inside your mind's eye, like, ooh, I feel betrayal, and I feel it in my gut, right? Like, I just feel the betrayal in my gut. I'm asking it to arise, and just endure. Endure the feeling for, you know, for that quick rise that it comes, and it'll settle. When you honor it, and you ride the wave, your body will say, ooh, that feels really good to release that and for it no longer to be stored within. So that's step four. Ask for the emotion or the feeling to arise um, that you're most struggling with, that you're, you're asking your body to communicate you with. And then you want to move into step five, which is the what, where, and how. Now, this is the tricky part. This is not the what, where, and how of the person, place, thing, or idea of what happened to you, but this is the what, where, and how within your own physical vessel. So again, this is only about you. This is not about what people have done to you or even done for you. This is what you're going to do with the stuff that's already stored in there. So think of you're cleaning out a closet and you don't know what's in there. It doesn't matter whose it was, it got in there somehow, right? Or who did it to you or who put it in the closet. It's some, it's in there and we have to do something with it now. So we've taken responsibility for it. This is the step of, I don't care essentially for the importance of this task, what someone has done to me or who it was or what story or under what circumstance. I'm going to take radical self-responsibility for that emotion or feeling 
I'm going to feel it because my body wants to release it and I'm going to honor that within myself and then let it go. And so the what, where, and how. What is it? If you feel the emotion, like I said in the last step, maybe it feels like betrayal. Well, that's the what. The what is betrayal. So give that emotion a name. Frustration, anger, resentment, um, hurt. I mean, you name it. There's tons of emotions and synonyms for all these things that they need. What does it mean to you? And that's what's most important because what may feel like betrayal to me may feel like suffrage or may feel like uncertainty or unloved to somebody else. And so what is it? Think of a tangible name for that emotion. What is it? What is the feeling of that? So let's go with betrayal. It feels like betrayal. That's the what. Where do I feel it? I feel it in my gut. I really feel it there. And I'm honoring that my gut held that. Like I'm holding the space for my gut to feel that and really just release it. And as I'm feeling it, I am imagining just almost like a fog coming out of me and releasing and dissipating into the air. And how? How did it get there, right? Not literally how did it get there from the person, place, thing, or idea. But how? How long did it live there? How does it feel? How does it move? How is it asking? How is it asking to be released? That's the, that's the how, right? However that fits in terms of your physical body. So sometimes when I go through this practice, I feel the how is that I just need to move. I just need to, I just need to continue to move, to continue to uh, in, keep that energy in motion. So maybe I'm moving and I'm just saying, the how is let's just expand here. Let's just move my arms if it's in my physical body, in my arm or stored in my neck or stored on the top of my head or even in my little pinky finger, right? What's important to this is that we're moving into step six. We're making this physical or this non-tangible spiritual, emotional entity a tangible thing because we need to identify that. We need to identify putting it into its own unique presentation for us to face it. And face it not in a sense of fight it or a sense of make it go away, but in a sense of honoring it. Because it's going to be our illusion. These are small illusions that we've made up within ourselves and stored in areas that after time create uh, indifference and create dis-ease and you know, physiological symptoms can arise and potentially disease can be created. And so... The what, where, and how allow us to take it from something that's in the mind and make it something that we could actually honor it and even say thank you and I love you too because it was for the betterment of ourselves to learn and grow and to be here, to take self-responsibility to heal it in this moment. And so step six says exactly that. How do we make it tangible, right? What does it look like to you? So now we're not, we're never ever putting the person, place, thing, idea, or experience into a tangible thing. We're taking the feeling. So does it have a color? Does it have a texture? Does it feel really big? Does it feel really small? Does it feel dark? Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel freeing, right? Make it tangible. Always tap into your somatic experiences. So sight, sound, taste, um, touch, you know, all of these things. What does it make up? What, what, what does it take to build it into a tangible thing? So maybe it smells like stinky trash. Maybe it feels really heavy and cold. Maybe it, you know, looks really dark and scary. And we continue with that. And then we move into step seven, which is ask to really 
feel, right? So we talked about this a little bit leading up to this is you ask that feeling to arise, you're defining it, now you're making it a thing, you're making it something in your mind's eye that you just imagine living in your stomach if that's where you felt it arise. So feel it. This is the 30 seconds to actually feel it and to honor it and say to it, thank you and I love you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for bringing me to this point. Thank you, body, for showing me that this was stuck and I need to release it. And you feel the uncomfortableness. You feel the pain so that when it has released, you then open that much of pleasure in your life that was weighing you down from having that pain stored in your physical body. And then we move on to if we feel it and it doesn't go away, which sometimes happens because, you know, these things maybe have been in us for decades we have to walk in what's the next step? What does our body want to do with it? So you've made it into this tangible thing. You've now felt it, right? Where that kind of face-to-face, that mirror response of us versus us, we're vulnerable. Now it won't go away. What do we do? So I want you to take control because you felt it. You have the power within you now. You've matched it. You've honored it within yourself. You've thanked it. You've said, I love you. You take it and you either make it grow or you shrink it down. So like actually if you imagine that, you know, this this thing that I described earlier that's tangible, that's dark, it's smelly, like what if I just like crumpled it up and made it really small and then like made it into grain of grains of sand and made it disappear, right? Because that's radical self-responsibility, that's the power within us that exists, that's the opportunity we have, that is the gift. So maybe you have to make it really, really big that it encompasses you and then you just like watch it walk away, right? These are all the things that are going to exist within you. And I always give the caveats like, this is not something that's going to make a lot of sense. And if you tell somebody you're doing this, they're going to think you're crazy and probably want to admit you immediately because this has to exist within you. You have to be open and vulnerable. And some of the experiences that I've gone through with imagining imagining these these emotions and embodying them and then processing them, it does look crazy. It does feel odd because you're all of a sudden bringing up a feeling that you want to immediately attach to somebody else. But the key is taking radical self-responsibility and moving through them. So you are in charge. You run the show. You're creating your own reality. You are the only thing that limits your own self through restrictions, limitations, and illusions. And now you have the responsibility, the opportunity to create and to change that. So with that, let it go. That's your your step. And with step eight coming, we want to have acknowledgement and awareness always. I talk about this all the time. Now we can say, I acknowledge that that lived within myself. And I'm so aware that it has created a limitation for me. And I have released it. Step nine, move into how your body wants to release it. Does it feel really good that our belly now doesn't have that restriction anymore? Do I want to dance? Do I want to sing? Do I want to move? Do I want to yell? And this is something that is so unique to the individual experience of each emotion. It's not the person. You're not going to release every single emotion the same way. It's going to look different because you're going to grow and expand and embody and you're going to just create muscle memory so that you can do this throughout your daily walking life. And that's where that's where I'm at. It's like you know these steps so 
well to your nervous system that someone says something to you that you know you're not responsible for you hear it you process it you release it you move and you continue on because that's what our nervous system has the power to do and so release and movement can be anything it'd be moving your arm and shaking it could be structured dance or sometimes it could be completely bending over and throwing your arm or jolting your leg or just shaking your head really fast right it's energy. Everything is energy. And do not feel shame or guilt or judgment, self-judgment about what your body's asking to release. Because the more you tap in and tune in and listen, you can literally heal hundreds of millions of things and release hundreds of millions of things in each session. Each session. Each session. And I'm so passionate about that because I have, because I literally can experience what feels like lifetimes of things shedding from me in just a single 10 minute full body practice because your body wants to do this. Your body wants to be aware and hyper aware, and your mind wants to optimize your experience in this lifetime tenfold, a thousandfold. This is all for you. So step nine, like we talked about, ask for the release, the movement. And step 10, how do you honor yourself? How are you going to gift yourself honor, love, and grace for just walking through something that was so powerful, so necessary, so scary, so intentional, and also so freeing, but also so vulnerable because we have to honor all of that within us and we have to be willing have to be willing to face ourselves because if we don't face ourselves then everything that everybody puts on us or in our environment and our awareness will become ours and we will take it on and then we won't be sorting through just our stuff we'll be having to question and realize what the heck is this who does this belong to why do I feel this way this was never mine right so once we become radically self-responsible and just taking what's already inside of us saying I took it on it is mine but I have the power to heal it and to release it and to surrender and let it go then I provide the honor. How amazing of my body to share that with me. And I say all this because I teach this to over, I've taught it to over probably, I'd see between the retreats and the women collectively and the individual, probably over 300 or 400 people at this point between, you know, one-on-ones and group healings and practices and practice members. And it works because it has everything to do with the things that your body is telling you and wanting you to listen to. And I've seen it all the way from women who've had traumatic births, healing their trauma from their births. Women like myself who were born in a traumatic birth situation and then had to unravel that and help heal that collectively for our matriarchal lines. Women who, like myself, are working on healing and outwardly expressing sensuality and sexuality. Women who've been you know, victims of abuse, actually vindicating themselves and releasing themselves from those structures. And all it has to do is with you and yourself and the voice within you. We don't have to talk about this. This is not talk therapy. This is beyond talk therapy. In my opinion, this is the bread and butter of what we all should be doing. And then talk therapy is just an icing on the cake because we will see so much when you ask within and allow your body to communicate with you. 
And last but not least, the choice is yours. You could choose to do this. You could choose to feel intimidated. You could choose to think this isn't going to do anything for you. And those are all beautiful because those are all the illusions that you continue to create. And when you decide that there is more for you, there is more for your healing, there is more potential in your physical body than outside in your physical world, you have all of the, the messages, the, the means, the modalities, the knowledge, the intuitive abilities, the respect, the honor, and the grace, and the love for yourself on the inside that's when you get to truly start healing and then you can reach out to others in community like myself for support to have guidance and check-ins per se I also help or I also reach out for help and I also seek wise women who've walked this walk who are currently walking this walk because none of us are better than one another we're all going through this and it is so important that we lean on each other and we provide these ancestral tools and downloads of intuitive wisdom and these gifts that are given to us much like the body scan was gifted to me through my personal healing journey to share with others and so the choice is yours and I hand it to you and I put it in your hand and I hope that you will at least try the body scan practice navigating your mind body complex and the energy within you that has the potential to heal because I know I absolutely know it is then and only then that you will start to heal.